0: Okay so while we're on the topic of work um I was thinking about this today and I was and I really wanted to like tell you about it and then I was like no I'm going to save it for the pod and I don't know why I feel like I I just feel like the world needs to hear this <laughs> and maybe they don't you can you can tell me anyway but I so at work, you know, when people like put out treats for everybody, like in the break room, people will like put out a tray of treats, just like if you, they have like a little team, you know, party, shindig. And then if there's extras, people will put it, put it out in the break room for, for anybody to have. And they'll, you know, put a little sticky note and be like, oh, like for anybody, free. please. <laughs> yeah. Free, free. <laughs> like free, first come, so. first serve. Well, let me tell you, I had the worst experience with this. Oh, no. So it was right before Christmas and it was like, I, th- I was just having like the week from hell. Like I just, I was being a Grinch about Christmas. I was just trying to get through, get through the week to when we were on break and the last day I, there was like a little <laughs> plate of treats out. <laughs> and I was like... Oh <laughs> my gosh. Like, yes, this is like, this is Perfect. my savior. Yeah. yeah. This is great. There was one piece and I knew that it had been recently put out cause I had lunch in the same break room. And then I went away and the plate was not there over my lunch. And I came back like an hour later and the plate was there. And I was like, great. There was like one slice of pumpkin bread left. And I, I'm a sucker for pumpkin. I love it. I was like, oh, my day just got so much better. <laughs> like I'm so excited to eat this. Oh no! And um, I took one bite, and there was people in the break room and when I tell you, it took everything in me to not react like physically to so no. people like and it it wasn't that it like the taste i mean it was bland, but it was fine, but it was, <laughs> it was the fact that it was so stale no <laughs> like like it had i. I guarantee that that piece, and there was like saran wrap over it, but I guarantee that that plate had like been in somebody's office for like days and like the bread was crunchy. Okay.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm anyway, you didn't,
0: you didn't finish it, right? You no, it I away. literally like I, I had to subtly spit it out and throw it away. And there, like I said, there was people around me. So like, I just grabbed a napkin and went to like the bathroom and spit it out.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's <laughs> like, terrible.
0: I didn't want to be rude either. Cause I was right. like, if somebody well, is in here that made it, I was like, I don't what, want to no. be rude.
1: Here's what we, uh, here's what we do. We need to start like leaving notes after Things like this and rating the product and being like, "Here's here's <laughs> what you did wrong. Like, fix it next time." I, yes, like I, lead of a
0: good oh review before gosh. the treats.
1: I always think twice. Like, I don't. I hardly ever grab something whenever that happens, just because I always look at it and I think, like, I don't know where who's, this came who's from, touched, Yeah, who's touched, who's touched it. it? Who made it? Like, because a lot of time it's like homemade stuff too. Mm-hmm. And so usually if it's like something prepackaged or like you know, yeah. I don't know. Then I will do. I'll take something, but I always think twice. And now you're going to make me think three times well, because I can, yeah,
0: you can. Um, I yeah, can tell you now that I tough. will not. That was my last go around with a treat tray. Wow, that's anyway, really tough. That I'm was so sorry. I, there was a plate of brownies out today, and I saw it, and I said, "Uh uh-uh.
1: I saw. I saw the brownies. <laughs> they did look good, but again, they looked homemade, and I was like, "I can't do it." I'm sorry but anyway if anyone's out there
0: if your work has if they share treats just beware it might have been sitting out and it might be (laughs) stale yeah Uh, But anyway, it's the new year, so new year, no treats
1: (laughs) New year, no (laughs) treats, new year, uh,
0: yeah Unless they're safe to eat, but happy new year, everybody Yeah, happy new year,
1: um, well, okay, hello, and welcome to She Made Me Read It, where we talk about all things books and who made us read them That's Gracie And that's Lydia and today
0: we will be talking about the guest list, and Lydia will be talking about.
1: Yes, I will be talking about, I'm going to just call it the Wait With Me series. Um, okay. It, it's a series, it's multiple books, but the first book is called Wait With Me by Amy Dawes. And I believe that, like on Goodreads, she calls the series collection the Wait With Me series. So that's what I'll be talking about today. <laughs> And I do not have
0: spoilers for the guest list. And do you have spoilers? I do not. Okay.
1: But I will be doing kind of giving you guys the tropes and a little bit of the plot um, because all of them are very tropey. So if you don't like to know what the book is about at all before reading it, or you don't like to know the, the trope within the book. Maybe skip my part, but I won't be giving away any spoilers or anything. Um, everything I talk about will be what you can find in the uh, synopsis on the back of the book. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm very be get excited. Up. Yes. Um, before we get started, though, my cup. Um, so I yes, your cup. I have a new cup. So let me tell you a little bit of background about my my new Stanley Cup. Okay. So I already have one Stanley. I own an OG Stanley. So this, I got my Stanley cup back in the day, back like a couple (laughs) years ago. Okay. Like before all the teeny bopper, you know, um, teens these days started obsessing over Stanley cups. I had one. The teeny boppers. (laughs) Yeah. I sound like my dad. Um, but I had my, got my Stanley a couple years ago and here's the deal about me i own many different styles of cups of water bottles i have one with a filter in it i have a hydro flask i have a big hydro flask and then i have a skinny hydro flask yes i got my hydro right here gracie is a hydro girl um i am i so i have all of those and then i also have like the turvis cups so i have many different styles of cups but your cup cabinet
0: is just absolutely full. full
1: It is. So I'm the type though, that has many different styles, but I don't like to get like multiple of the same style in different colors. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I'm like, I don't see the need in having multiple colors in one style of cup. Yeah. I saw the Stanley a couple years ago and I was like, I love the Stanley. It fits in my cup holder. It has a handle. It's mm-hmm. great. Like, love that. It's perfect. It's 40 ounces. That's a lot, you know? So it's mm-hmm. perfect. So that's why I got my Stanley a couple years ago. Well, then the other day, I am on Instagram. Again, I have not felt the need to get a new Stanley in a different color. But I'm on Instagram and I see my favorite account, Beach Reads and Bubbly, posts on her story that Target is having a Valentine's Day Stanley Cup launch. Hence the, my new cup. So it, the cup is, there's two different colors. There's a pink one that we don't really care about. And then there's this red one. <laughs> no hate to pink, but we don't care about it. Yeah, we and don't care. There's this red cup, which is the one that I got. And the red cup has a pink Stanley logo on it. Now, obviously, it's you're very cute. Cute, catching on. Yes, very cute. And if you have caught on by now, our logo colors are pink and red and black and all the things. But so, emphasis on the pink and red. <laughs> right, right. And I have been obsessing over pink and red lately. And all, and of course, because of our podcast, but also because I'm, you know, decorating my podcast room and I wanted to stick with the theme. So I'm doing pink and red and maroon and all sorts of wonderful things together. And so I saw this cup and I said, I have to have that cup. <laughs> obviously Inme- immediately buy. immediately yes. well so Beatrice and bubbly posted on her story that target is releasing this cup but it's not going to hit the stores until the 31st unclear if it's going to be online or not so i obviously am stressing because i'm like people are going to go crazy for these cups i'm i'm picturing like the genie bumpers. will yes yeah they'll get them the the lines are going to be through the door not only because of the colors, but also because the little, like, paper wrapper or whatever that goes around the cup had, like, a little, like, Valentine's Day section where it said, like, you can put, like, your Valentine's name and then, like, who it's from. Oh, that's or cute. Whatever. Super cute. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, props to their marketing. Exactly. So, I knew it was going to go fast. I was like, this is going to be, there's going to be none left. And I see this, I think, on the 29th, maybe, and it's coming out on the 31st. So I'm like, Okay, what do I do? It was also over the weekend. And it's New Year's Eve, we had no plans to get out of the house during New Year's Eve. So I was like, I'm not gonna want to get out. I know that for sure on the 31st. And so I'm like, Okay, I'll just keep an eye on it. And I'll hopefully be able to snag one online. And I also tell my sisters, I'm like, hey, if you guys are out at Target and you see these cups, get me one. Because people are also posting on TikTok that they their Target put these out early. And so people are having these cups, getting oh these God. cups so, early. Uh, yeah,
0: people are getting them.
1: Yes. So I'm stressing, right? I legit had a dream about two <laughs> dreams. I had multiple. I had multiple <laughs> dreams about this cup, like okay. not being able to get one.
0: And for our listeners... Lydia's dreams are wild.
1: Like I have they have some you, wild dreams. They're yeah.
0: vivid. They're very real. They're yeah. wild. Very vivid. Yeah. So just imagine, imagine an insane dream about a Stanley Cup.
1: Twice, two times. <laughs> so insane dreams about not being able to get this cup. I was stressing. I. I And it's really not that big of a deal. I already have a Stanley. It's not that I needed this. But it wasn't that Stanley. Right. It's not like I was going to die if I... It wasn't like I was going to go to the store at 7.30 in the morning and wait in line to get in and run to find this cup. It wasn't like that. Right. But I was like, it would be really nice if I could have that cup. (laughs) And so, okay, the night of the 30th rolls around. I'm picturing that these are going to hit online at midnight and they're all going to be sold out by the time I wake up. Cause I was like, I'm not about to, I wasn't even like about to set an alarm to like wake myself up at midnight or whatever and this is also New Year's Eve. It's very telling. I clearly it's- did not stay up until midnight for New Year's Eve. So lame. I'm
0: dying. I'm just imagining you literally living this inner turmoil. And I'm just like, totally ob- like, like, I'm totally oblivious to this cup evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I go to bed on the 30th and I wake up at seven in the morning and my sister texted me and she's like, Hey, like, have you Like, did you get one? Like, I saw that because she (laughs) she woke up randomly, I think, at 3 a.m. And she, like, looked online because she also wanted a cup. She also wanted a cup. So, but she didn't get one. She talked herself out of it. So I wake up at 7 o'clock. They are no longer available for shipping online. They (gasps) were at one point. They were all out for shipping. And all of the local stores in our area, there were some that said limited stock. And again, this is at 7 like a little bit before seven. So target hasn't even opened yet. And most of the stores, yeah, most of the stores in our area said limited stock. There was one near our office, a target store near our office that said it was in stock. So I ordered it for pickup, right? Mm -hmm. Great. Ordered it for pickup, was able to pick it up. Like when we came back to the office after the holidays and that's great. Well, it though so at this point it was the 31st so we there was still a couple of days until i was going to be able to go pick this cup up so i had another dream that i um I, where two things happened they either gave my cup away and like <laughs> took it, took it out like they're like sorry you can't have it anymore slash also, that the cup was the wrong color, and that it wasn't the one that I had ordered. Anyway, that would be that would be tragic. Truly, yeah, it was terrible. Well, so then of course, shortly after I ordered it, they're all gone, out of stock everywhere, no longer available to buy online. Like, just crazy. Madness. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wild. this is like Black Friday, but on crack. no, ser- seriously. So well, I, I'm glad you got one. I did get my cup. I'm very excited. It's my you know podcast cup it's our colors. It's You'll beautiful. need to post a picture of your cup. I will. On I, will the stories. A, I will post a picture of my cup. And I will also tell you, okay, so my sister who also wanted one, I was like, I'm really nervous about getting, you know, getting this cup. And she texted me and I will tell you quote, like for quote, what she said, because it was, it's just so funny to me. She texted me and said, IDK, I'm sure they'll have plenty, dot, dot, dot. I've literally only seen it from you and no one else. So she's saying, like, (laughs) no one else has been posting about this cup. I'm sure that they'll be, it'll be fine. Wrong. Like, literally sold out everywhere. Ugh, anyways. I also, though, do have a TikTok that I found that is just kind of describes the mayhem around this. I I need need to see it. I'm sending it to you right now. So, Gracie, I would like for you to watch this and just. Why am I kind of nervous? (laughs) It's just so funny to me. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So I would love to see your live reaction here. (laughs) I am afraid. Everybody was running like Usain Bolt today to get their hands in the new Valentine's Day
0: Stanleys. And let me tell you, it was not worth the i no, running in the store. Oh, they're so cute, though. Oh, yeah, we don't care about the pink. The featured colors were Target red and costume <laughs> pink. sizes ranging from 40 ounce to pint size. Even though a lot of people went early this morning to get the Stanleys, so... even camping overnight if necessary, they were available online this morning a little after 3 a.m. In fact, I know somebody that was able to order two of the tumblers for pickup. Why is her voice like this? <laughs> you know, I don't know. So it's, kind of, it's so funny. There's so many. Oh, my gosh. There's so many fighting over a box. Yes. yes. We're going to have to get extra security just to make sure nobody acted a fool. <laughs> nobody acted a fool. <laughs> there's, co- there, in this, there's cops. in this cops. There's cops. Sold out and are being sold on reselling websites like Mercari and Poshmark for, for two hundred. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're being resold. Yeah, the pink one isn't that cute. No. I don't really like. I don't really like pink though. Uh,
1: yeah, you're not a big pink. person. Oh, I think it started over now. Yeah, that
0: is actually crazy. People, you guys, we'll have to post this video yeah. because that's crazy. People were really running insane. running yeah. through a Target yeah. to get these cups.
1: And my sister was legit like, "Oh, you'll have no problem getting it. Don't worry." And <laughs> You're like, uh. I, I no. sent her the video and I was like, lol, like,
0: what? <laughs> Anyways It kind of surprised me That it was It was mostly like Adults in the video Though I was Expecting it to be Adult
1: adult women Adult women Fighting for Their lives To get these cups And I honestly I mean I knew That they'd be popular But I didn't expect that Like That's just a bit much Again I was not at that level (laughs) Although I am very glad I got one If you
0: look closely You can see Lydia (laughs) Pushing Pushing people over In the video
1: (laughs) Shoving people away Like
0: (laughs) I wish I wish wish. That you had I wish
1: you had gone early and went running the store. camping out i mean like camping out come on you guys like that's just oh my anyways. gosh yeah. anyway thank you, you will, yes post a picture of your cup the world needs the world needs to see it yeah i'm honestly almost afraid to like be out in public with my cup and for like in case someone tries to mug me and okay. steal it from me okay well I today I'm talking about, like I said, the Wait With Me series by Amy Dawes. Um, there are five books in this series, so I will be going through each one and I will just give you a little bit about the plot and kind of give you the trope of the book because they, like I said, all are very tropey specific tropes. Um, and they can be read standalone. So you don't have to read the whole series. There, of course, the characters in these books are kind of intertwined. They all are connected somehow, so they pop up in other books. Um, but you definitely don't have to read them all. You can just read one or pick and choose based on, like, what tropes are your favorite, and it'll be fine. You don't need to read the other ones. I'm um, excited to hear you talk about I had yes. actually never
0: heard about this
1: series. Okay, Well, so let me tell you how I found out about this series. So I—and I guess kind of who made me read it. So I— Of course, was fell victim to one of those TikToks where it's like, you know, like just like internet pictures and it's like kind of telling you the the plot of yeah. the book and yeah, trying tries to about. get you to read it well so the author amy dawes actually she creates a lot of videos like that for her books and so it was her one of her posts that she made i'll have to see if i can find the original one so i can share it with you guys and it was like it sucked me in immediately it was actually a video for the third book in the series um so i'll get to that later on but it like immediately made me the video I watched made me want to read the book. And so I immediately bought that one. And then after I bought it and started reading it, I realized that it was part of a series. So I did read the third book first, and then I jumped back to the first book and read the rest of the series. So you can read them out of order if you want. Um, Obviously, you might get a little bit of like, knowledge of like the other couple's Just a little bit if you read out of order, but it's not a big deal. Um, So anyways, that's how I found it. I found this TikTok that the author made and then immediately bought the book. So, um, but I don't think it's a super well-known series. Like you said, you hadn't heard about it. So if you haven't heard about it, this is what it is. So first of all, I do want to point out that this book used to have, I have six copies, even though... There's only five books. I have six books because when I first bought the third book, which is called One Moment, Please, I bought the old version with the, of course, hunky man on the title, on yes. the cover of the book. Yes. With his I shirt off. It. And yeah, we love the classic style of this. Oh, he's yeah. He's wearing a he stethoscope. Was, <laughs> he's a doctor. So he's wearing a stethoscope without mm. a shirt on, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. So I, of course, love this, you know, old style of the books. Um We love when that happens, but they released new covers of the books that have these like little pretty, like floral. Those are much Um, cuter, much cuter, much safer to read out in public. Um, but yeah, so but I did want to keep though the copy of I feel the like, yeah you have to shirt off guy, so that was great. But one cool thing about the new covers that she did, she did add like the number it is in the series, so like one, two, three. She added that to the spine of the the books, which is kind of cool and different. But enough about that. Um, okay, so I am going to start off with the first book called "Wait with Me," and this one is about um, a woman named Kate, she's an author and she is experiencing some writer's block, but one day she takes her car in to get it, new tires put on it at a tire depot. And she notices that while she's at this tire depot, her words, are flowing her writer's block is gone but only at this tire depot <laughs> so her words are flowing She's an author but she's an author of steamy romances so she's writing these steamy romance like smut books in the middle of this off this tire depot and the words are flowing just like the complimentary coffee sweet smooth and hot her words are flowing. Yep. So that's just a little bit of a taste of like what her, her work experience is like. So she notices she's having her rider's block is gone at this tire depot. So what does she do? She decides after she gets her new tires, she's going to keep coming back to the tire depot and she's going to sneak in and she's going to come into the, to the lobby, the waiting area Without a car being worked on there, she's gonna sneak in. She's gonna drink the complimentary coffee. She's gonna eat the complimentary snacks, and she's going to to write her novels in this waiting. Room. I I love that actually. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. And actually, a fun fact: the author of this book, I'm pretty positive, um, this is based on her real life. Well, not. I don't think the romance part is based on her real life, but she did the same thing where she noticed like her writing. Um, Her flow, it came back to her at like a car mechanic shop. So like she kept going back to like keep writing at this mechanic place. So we love that. So she then got the, you know, inspiration for wait with me um which we love so anyways she's doing her thing she's riding away and of course one of the mechanics miles notices that she's coming back and her car isn't being worked on so of course he i mean somebody was bound to notice yeah, this right and but he, she's so interesting to him that he just can't blow the whistle so he starts to get to know her They chat one fact that they don't throw on the back of this book that I think is important to mention is that she decides to she writes under a pen name and she decides to give her pen name to the mechanic as her real name. So it's Mm. kind of this like whole thing where like they start to hit it off, but he knows her under an alias. So there's kind of that, you know, he doesn't know the real me because she feels more like kind of. Uh, wild and free under her pen name. She feels like she can be a different person when she uses that name. So I think there's a little bit of that like mysteriousness and like her being able to be a different person under that name. And while she's with this miles guy. So anyways, that's the first book. Um, Another fun fact is that this was also made into a movie just this Was first it really one. yes, and it's on Passionflix. I don't know if you've heard of Passionflix. So I, I have think not. It's kind of, I think it's kind of like a play on Netflix, but it's all movies that are based off of like smutty romances i think what yeah i'm pretty sure pretty positive. you have been don't, don't quote gate me, but you've been gatekeeping
0: yeah, this information. i know
1: i have not watched the movie and i haven't watched any others on passion flicks but i think that they're just kind of like those low budget films that are like based off of books that could could be really good or could be really bad i don't know so i feel like yeah. i need to watch every single one of them wild <laughs> yeah wild so There is a movie out about this, which is, yeah, super interesting. But that's the first book. Okay. Okay. And I rated that one four out of five. It was good. I wasn't like over the moon, like, you know, giddy about it, but it was good. Okay. So next up we have Next in Line. And this is about Maggie, who is the male main character from book one. So Miles, the mechanic. It is his sister. So Maggie is his sister. And then our male main character is Sam, who lo and behold is our male main character from book one. It's his best friend. So so we have a a brother's best friend moment, which I I
0: love a brother's best friend. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot of like protective
1: vibes in books like that. Oh, I love it. I'm here for it. Here's the twist, though. Maggie meets Sam while she's standing in line at a bait shop because she decides one day she's kind of going through a rough moment. She has a breakup with a guy who kind of tells her, like, I think he tells her, like, "Look, you're kind of boring. You don't really try many new things. So like, why don't you get out there and try some new stuff?" And like, we'll see. Yeah, first Just of like, all, a jerk, rude. Yeah, yeah, a jerk, such a jerk. So she drives past this this ice fishing place where you can like buy bait and then go ice fishing. And by the way, these are all set in Boulder, Colorado. So you're in the mountains, you know, winter, winter times. So she starts by this bait shop and she's like, yes, like, let me go ice fishing. Let me learn how to ice fish. She's never ice fished a day in her life. So she meets Sam while she's in line at this bait shop, getting ready to ice fish. And she doesn't realize she's never met him before. And she doesn't realize that Sam is her brother's best friend. So Sam kind of takes her under his wing and is like, let me help you ice fish because you've clearly never done it. And you're going to hurt yourself or something if you don't like, if you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Pause. Does Sam know that? Okay. No, neither of them know who they are. They think they're complete strangers. So that's kind of the twist that gets thrown in there. Okay. So... While they're ice fishing, though, they have this moment. They have a hot makeout session. And they think it's just like, oh, we're complete strangers. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, yeah, we're complete strangers. So, like, they have this chemistry while they're ice fishing. Yeah. And they have this makeout session. So, she thinks, I made out with this guy. It's, like, said and done. I'm never going to see him again. Yeah, just, like, a fun little afternoon. Right, right. No big but deal. And again as i've said it's his brother her brother's best friend oh my so they I of course of, i
0: kind of yeah. love that they don't know
1: and, and it right. adds right. it adds yeah it adds more yeah. of a so clearly they try to keep it a secret which is pretty tough because their chemistry of course is through the roof and yeah so it's just kind of a play on that she's taking this time to like to kind of like learn more about herself and in in hopes that she'll get back together with her ex-boyfriend. So that's kind of her position. While Sam is kind of like, no, we have something here. Like let's explore that. So it's kind of like that, that scenario for you. I will say I like I liked this book. I rated it four out of five. I've like I said, love a brother's best friend moment. But I'll be honest, when I was going through these books again today writing my notes and thinking about like what I wanted to hit on. I couldn't remember this book at all. Like I I just did not remember a thing until I started obviously reading this synopsis Mm -hmm. again. And then I remembered so very not memorable for me. It was very good. I, I remember liking it. Um, it just didn't have any staying power. Not memorable, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the second book next in line. It does. Okay. It does seem like something I would like. Yeah, I think that again, you can pick and choose. If you if there's a trope in here that you don't like, skip it because it doesn't matter. You can read any of the these books, and that's in, good to know. It'll be good. So, okay, we have the next book, the third book, which is called One Moment Please. Again, this is the book that started it for me. This is what made me read the series, and this one is about um, our female main character, Lindsay. Um and (laughs) I meant to look through and double check this guy's name okay so his name is Dr. Josh Richardson is the is the doctor is the male main character but Lindsay and her best friend who is our female main character from book one so the author from book one is best friends with Lindsay who is our female main character in book three okay Okay, so they call this doctor though Doctor Dick because he's really hot and he also is kind of a dick. So makes sense. they call him Doctor Dick, and his last name is Richardson. So, um, okay, so this book though, Lindsay takes advice from her best friend from book one, Kate, and she is in the middle of writing her thesis. Um, I believe. And she is kind of also having a moment of writer's block. And so she finds out that she writes really well in the hospital cafeteria for whatever reason. So she decides to keep coming back to this hospital cafeteria, Mm. which she's actually paying for the treats that she ends up buying. You know, she buys a piece of pie at the hospital cafeteria. So she's actually paying for this stuff. Well, of course, the doctor, Dr. Dick, Dr. Josh starts noticing that she's coming back every day and she's not there with the patient and it kind of pisses him off. And on top of that, it really pisses him off because she keeps buying like the last piece of this pie that he also really wants to buy. So he gets pissed off. And anyways, so that's kind of how they meet. They have this like hate relationship. There's a lot of banter back and forth. There's tension. They, you know have these moments of arguments and whatever well after a chance meeting at one of the local bars they end up sharing a cab ride home together and things come to a head and now instead of hating each other they find themselves horizontal in bed and they have this passionate you know one night stand Mm -hmm. yes which we love i yeah Loved, loved their, yes. loved their romance for sure. So they have this one night stand. Lindsay sneaks out the next morning. She's like, I can't, I can't deal with the like aftermath of this. So she sneaks out before he, like, I think he's in the shower. She gets up, she leaves, never talks to him again. Well, flash forward three months later. Okay. And she has just had the tender date from hell. She had, she like cut herself. The guy was Terrible. He ended up sneaking off, I think, like in the bathroom. Ooh. Yeah, just like the worst tender date. So she has to go to the hospital because she cut, I think she like cut a finger or something on her knife. Yeah. I don't know. And so she has to go to the hospital to the ER um, to get stitches. And while she's at the hospital, obviously, Dr. Dick is her ER doctor. Oh, and yes. And he yes. is like, yes, which we love. We love that. And he, Of course, she's the one that ran out on him the next morning after their one-night stand. But, of course, he was, like, hoping to get her number and, like, talk to her after because he had such a great time. Well, she runs off and he couldn't do that. So he's like, okay, I'm going to keep this professional and I'm just going to do what she needs done and get her out, like, of the ER. Great. Well, that's all fine and dandy until he does her blood work and it reveals that she is three months pregnant. (gasps) what (laughs) so yeah (laughs) he finds out that she's pregnant and he tells it he's kind of pissed at first he's like dude like how many one night stands do you have because like we hooked up and now like your blood work is telling me that you're pregnant like why wouldn't you tell me that you're pregnant yeah how embarrassing would that be
0: with your one night stand figures oh no yeah, oh my so gosh. she
1: looks him dead in the eye and she's like, I never have one night stands. In fact, the last time I had sex and again, the only time I've had sex that like would line up for this timeline of like how far along I am is when I had sex with you. So that is how the doctor finds out that it's his <laughs> baby and she's pregnant with his child. Yes, I love I love. Now, a lot of people really hate the surprise pregnancy trope, which like valid whatever um see i i I love i kind of love it i mean it depends on the scenario for sure but like Mm -hmm. in a scenario like this where like they have a one-night stand and then she gets pregnant i kind of love but like when it's like where they're in a relationship already and like having issues and th- yeah, and then she gets pregnant. I don't really, I don't know if I love that or not. I but. don't,
0: I don't typically love pregnancy tropes. Period. Like I just yeah. don't. That the, they're just not really my thing. But I feel like I do, like
1: every now and again. Oh, yeah, I I enjoy them. Yeah. I, I anyways, so loved that one. I rated it five out of five. Had a great time reading it. Again, I saw the TikTok and like immediately was like, yes, I have to read that. Um. So, anyways, loved it. But yeah. <sighs> okay. So, next book is book four and it is called Take a Number. Now, this book is about focuses on Nora and Dean. And Dean is a f- good friend of the female main characters from book one and book three. So, Dean is kind of in a little friend group with Kate, the author from book one. And then, um, Lindsay, who finds out she's pregnant from book three. So they're in kind of a little friend group. So this is focusing on Dean. Now, Dean is a big party animal, um, ladies man. All of his friends obviously are starting to settle down and be in relationships. And he's kind of the odd man out, still going out, partying, and being, you know, on dates and again, being a ladies man. Now, for his job, Dean is a stock market savant, okay? He knows all the ins and outs of stock market. He's an investor. He invests in like local businesses and he invests as a silent partner in a local bakery. And it's kind of twofold here. He's been going to this bakery for a long time. Like, and he loves the, obviously the baked goods, but he also has a small crush on, the owner of the bakery. I'm already
0: loving this. Yeah.
1: And her name is Nora and Nora, of course, like, like I said, he's the new silent partner in her business. She's like all about her business. She's ready to grow her business. She wants to have multiple bakeries. Like she wants her, her product to be like, you know, all over the place. And so that's all her focus. But her mom is a huge matchmaker and wants her to start having babies and settle down. and like. You know, do all of those fun things, and so to get her mom off her back, Nora needs a fake date to the, her parents' upcoming wedding anniversary party. I love, so, I love fake dating trope. <laughs> we we have a fake dating trope in this one, and lo and behold, who is right in front of her? Who is right there, available and good at dating? None other than Dean, her new silent partner in her business. So Dean agrees to be her. Um, fake date to this party. But everything kind of changes when they're at this party and Nora decides to lay one on him. She decides to kiss him right in front of her parents. Just like really seal the deal. Get her parents Mm -hmm. off her back. Yes. And it turns out they have a lot of chemistry. And the chemistry is sizzling and they're having a good, like, they realize like, wow, this is actually, you know, interesting. So is it a recipe for disaster or can they have their cake and eat it too? So that's, that's beautiful for honestly. Probably my least favorite out of this series. What? I, n- I know. I also love the I feel like dating. that was the one that intrigued me the most. Okay, well, you'll have to read these and let me know if you still feel that way about, about it after you read them. I did like it. It was still good. I just felt like at moments it was kind of getting a little repetitive, got a mm. little, it dragged a little bit. Um, so definitely my least favorite. I still rated it a four out of five because, as we all know, I cannot rate anything <laughs> under four stars. Um, yeah, but I really loved it. I I did love it, but like just not Yeah, not um, as good as the other ones. Just not as good. So least mm. favorite for sure. And maybe it was because I didn't like Dean as a character. Maybe that was also partially, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, but that was book 4. Um, last book is called Last on the List. So book 5, Last on the List. This one features um, our female main character and her name is cozy, which I feel like is, um, a name that's kind of starting to get popular appara- I don't know. Wait. Cozy? Like her name- yeah. Like cozy, like C O Z Y. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Oh, so. And I feel like it's kind I feel like it's a nickname. I can't remember. I think her, I have not heard that. I did not I think know that her- was a popular name. I have not heard yes, that. Let me double check. <laughs> Uh, I don't know anyways but yeah she goes by oh okay I think her full name is Cassandra but she goes by cozy interesting so yeah kind of cute um oh also I'm just now reading the dedication for the last book and it says dedicated to book talk thank you for making me a number one bestseller this year and if this book is dirtier than all the others I blame you entirely <laughs> Oh my gosh. I so, love yeah, it. All of these are very steamy, but yes. So this one features cozy. And then our male main character is Max Fletcher. And Max is a good friend of the male main character from book three, who is the doctor, Dr. Dick. So Max is a friend of Dr. Dick. So this book, so the synopsis of this book starts off with, which I love. Only a bad nanny knows what it's like to kiss the boss. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Love. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. So, Cozy Barlow is in the middle of this kind of self-appointed gap year. She had a traumatic experience at her corporate life and she's like ready to just like take some time and do nothing. But that kind of changes when her sister who owns this nanny agency begs her to take an interview for the nanny position of a high maintenance client. And that high maintenance client is none other than Max, who is a CEO millionaire, of course. So we have not only the nanny Hot single dad moment, but we also have the hot millionaire CEO guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which love that. Yeah, you love. So love. she takes this interview, and she doesn't, because she doesn't have a good enough reason to say no. Again, she's like in the middle of this gap year, but she's also like, okay, well, it's only for a few months. It's like over the summertime, um, uh, before the child that she would be nannying goes back to school, um, and no big deal like it pays well like why not why not interview and so max is like he takes one look at her and she's wearing this like tie-dye outfit like crop top and sweatpants outfit and she goes on and on about how like all she wants to do for the summer like all her only plans that she would have like with nannying his child would be to daydream and like have a good time and like all this stuff, whatever, which he's a parent. So he's thinking like, heck no, like I want my kid to have structure, not like daydreaming and doing whatever like comes to mind. Um, so he's about to give her the boot. He's like, you're out of here. But his daughter, the only problem is his daughter falls in love with cozy and is like, no, this is my new best friend. I want her to be my nanny. She's great. And so of course he hires her on the spot, but he soon realizes that, For whatever reason, which he of course finds out later on in the book, Cozy hates everything that he represents, which is like corporate greed, money, status, power, all of those things. But one stormy night when the power goes out he finds out that she doesn't hate him and in fact he's the leading role in all of her fantasies yes and yes mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. wants those fantasies to come true uh-huh. so we love it I loved this one I rated it five out of five i okay. love it. I love a nanny and a hot single dad i've realized I love that <laughs> but also another thing that I really loved about this which we talked about not too long ago is that our female main character Cozy is actually a curvy female main character yeah, and that's a big part of the book and I actually love they do some really cool illustrations in this book I'll oh, try, cool. to try to show you and there's one of her at the beginning that they did of like her in front of a mirror Oh, it's I super like cute Yeah. anyways really cute. so our male or our female main character is a curvy main character and I love that and I, I just love the like, uh, like, again, we talked about this the other day, but I just think it's really honestly like super hot. Like whenever we have the female main character who's like in her curving moment, her like, and she's confident and like sexy mm-hmm. and beautiful. And the male main character like worships that. I yes, and it's so refreshing that. because I feel like it's
0: very, yes. Yes. it's very common for like the female main character to be like this thin, Small, beautiful, petite. yes, yeah. like sharp jawline and like high cheekbones and you know right. just kind of things that beauty beauty standards that are really, really, really high or like you know what I mean like they just are yes near perfect. And I like, I like when the female main character, it doesn't always necessarily have to be curvy, but like has, isn't that unattainable sense of perfect. They right. have something about them that is just more, it, it makes you connect to them a little bit more, makes them more normal, if you yes. will. And I Agreed. just really like that.
1: Yeah. I really like that. I love the kind of like aspect that we get, like the self-confidence and like you said, just something that's not the typical you know, scenario for a romance. And then on top of that, just like the way the male main character like worships that aspect of her. Like I just, especially like with the steamy scene, I just love that. Love it. So I do too. It's great. Oh yeah. Anyways. So that's the wait with me series. If any of the tropes spoke to you, I definitely say give them a read. You don't have to read all of them. Like I said, but they're all, I thought, Definitely enjoyable, like I said that fourth one um next in line was a little bit dragging for me, but other than that, they were all pretty good, just like nice, easy romances that um have specific tropes if you're into that, so yeah, I, I will definitely be
0: I don't know, I feel like now I'm sad because I feel like the fourth one. I actually really spoke to me but also the last one really spoke to me too so I'll I'll probably start yes. with one and just see what see how I feel but definitely they sound really good so I'm excited yeah. about it. Okay, I'm glad. So well, we're going to switch <sighs> gears a little bit. Yes. I am talking about a mystery today which we spooky. have not talked to I know. Ooh, <laughs> it is it is a little spooky. <laughs> um we haven't talked about a mystery yet and Truthfully, when I was writing my notes for this, I, I just I had a little bit of trouble just because it's so hard. This book is kind of, um, well, it's
1: hard hard to talk about slash recommend mysteries because like. You, you know, have to be very vague. Yeah, you have to be very vague. You don't want to give anything away. But then also at the same time, like, I feel like if you're like me, like, after you read a mystery, you, like, immediately want to talk to someone about it and, like, yes. tell them everything that happens. Because it's usually, like, some big twist moment at the end. Right. So it's tough. It's very yeah, tough. Yeah, so
0: I was, I was writing my, and also I read this book a couple of years ago, too. So, like I said before, I am... Going to be talking about the guest list by Lucy Foley, and I cannot remember who made me read it. I really want to say that my friend Liz was the one that recommended it to me, but I think it was my future mother-in-law who it was the one that actually bought it for me. She bought it for me for a Christmas gift, if I'm remembering nice. correctly. Okay. So, kind of, I think Liz like lightly recommended it to me, and then I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll read it. Because I went through a phase where I read a lot of mysteries, a lot, a lot of mysteries, probably for years. That was like my, my genre of choice. Um, cause I love, I love to be surprised. This was kind of before I got into fantasy. I was really only reading romance and mystery at this time. And I went through this big phase and, but I got to the point that it was really hard to surprise me with a mystery because I read so, so many of them and you could was, just like guess what was going to happen. Yeah. It's kind of like when you read romance you kind of pick up on some tropes or even fantasy you kind of pick up on the tropes and you're like, "Oh, well I can kind of guess yeah. what might be what might be happening." So um and not every mystery is like a a really like well uh like the I don't even like well-written one. You know what I mean? So it t- it after a while it took me it took a good mystery to really to really entice me, to really surprise me. And I felt like this one did. I, f- I really felt like this story was surprising. There was a lot of twists and a lot of turns. And not only are you guessing who the murderer is, you're also guessing who the victim is the whole time. So I felt like that was a really interesting... um Interesting part to this book because I hadn't read anything where I was guessing who the victim was. I feel like it was always like, oh, who done it? But now you were like, who done it? And also, who is it? So it was really interesting. Some people didn't really like the aspect of it um, whenever I was reading reviews of this particular book, but I did. It definitely was at my alley. So I'm gonna give you guys a little synopsis and then talk about some parts of the book, and then I'm gonna talk about the characters in the book, but I'm gonna leave it pretty vague for what the the plot actually is because it is i do, there is a lot that happens in this book. there's a lot of characters, and there's actually five point of views that you circulate through, so wow. there's a lot going on, yeah a lot of and i I usually don't like a lot of point of views, so I was surprised that I did like having all of these point of views um i did i do remember being a little bit annoyed by some of the people's point of views just because some of the characters i wasn't like super in love with but i was still glad to read them because every person's chapter had something in it that was going to be vital information to solve who you know who who would who done it yeah who (laughs) done it okay so, the guest list takes place on a remote island off the coast of Ireland for Jules and Will's wedding ceremony. This event brings together a bunch of different people who are all connected, and of course, they have secrets. Each one of them has their own secrets that you know you're trying to decipher that you're trying to decipher what happens to all of them. So we're taking on we're taking on this journey through each of the characters' memory of the past and also their experience of the present at the wedding. and Like I said, you're guessing who the victim is and also who the murder is. So the victim isn't present till it, it takes a while for, for some, for the murder to actually happen or for somebody to go missing or what, however they describe it. Um, and that was also kind of some people's downfall because they, they do a lot of work in building this intricate network of, um, people and then they like they then the you know murder happens. So it's a little bit different than a traditional mystery but I liked it. Some people thought it took too long to get to that point, so just be prepared for that if you decide to read this book. I was left guessing until the final moment. The the whole time I was very disoriented and like I kept guessing what the ending was going to be and I kept not being correct which was exciting because I I like to be, you know, I like to be very surprised. So that's kind of what the basis of the plot is. So like I mentioned there's five different point of views which is quite a bit. And I was pretty invested in everyone's stories but I mean I feel like when there's that many point of views you just there's certain people you're just don't really care for you just most of the time so there was a couple of the characters that i really didn't prefer but i still felt like they had valuable things to add to the story so i wasn't super annoyed that we were getting a lot of point of views but the people in this story so i'm going to do a character breakdown so our bride and female main character is jules who is a magazine publisher. She's pretty well known, ambitious, and she has a little bit of a temper. And she is engaged to Will, which is he is a rising television star and he's very cocky. Of course, he's charming, um, and people just love him. Like he's very very popular. Um and they both they both really love themselves. Like they're very full of themselves. They are a couple that like yeah, they love each other, but like they almost love e- themselves more. Like they are just very full of themselves. Like, yeah, it's
1: yeah. Kind very, of in, very into like the clearly like having the big wedding and like all the yeah, yeah aspects of it. Yeah,
0: yes, for sure. So they are very into them, into themselves, into their subtle fame. They are very into their image. That's that's a good word for it. Very into their image. So Jules has a half sister named Olivia. She is a bridesmaid. She's also very depressed and she's holding on to this memory that has literally crushed her for a long time. And it's basically holding her mind captive. Like she does not feel like she could talk to anybody. Everyone is including Jules. It's just like, kind of like, okay, well, like what? Like they're just, they've just kind of left her alone at this point because she's so far gone. Um, So she's really struggling, but she's at the wedding. She's trying to be a good bridesmaid, kind of. I mean, she's really, she's really just struggling. That's the point. Um, or that's what's happening with her. So Olivia is the half sister. She's struggling. And then the best man is Jono, who is Will's best friend from school. He is also kind of a wreck, but in a different way. He's very lost in his life. Like he doesn't, he's just barely getting by. He's just taking it day by day. He doesn't really have a lot of purpose in his life. Um, But he's also being tormented by a past memory. So you figure out that him and Will kind of have this secret together. And it's something that has kind of haunted him for a while. But now there is new information about that memory that they didn't have before that Mm. Jono. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's new information that Jono has received and Will has received, and Jono cares a lot about it, and Will doesn't really seem to. So they kind of have a lot going on on the side, and they're at the wedding, so they're it's just it's just this crazy, crazy thing that they have going on together because they have this secret that they that they don't want to tell anybody, but and they're also trying to decipher this new information, and it's giving Jono. Kind of this dangerous edge. Like he's he's going a little bit crazy about it because it's just haunting him that much. So as you can tell, lots of secrets <laughs> and lots of high emotions. Um now we move on. in and oh gosh, Lydia, you'll get it. Um Ash. this this character annoys me. His name is Charlie. And he he
1: <laughs> Strike one. <laughs>
0: Strike one. No, just he is um he's Jewel's best friend. Okay. And Charlie has brought his wife, Hannah, to the wedding. Okay. Okay. And Hannah is kind of going through it. She's on maternity leave. Um, She's struggling a little bit as well. Everyone's struggling in this book. Everyone's just (laughs) kind of having a bad time besides Jules and Will. So Hannah's struggling a little bit and... she befriends Olivia because she's kind of not having a good time. Well, part of the reason she's not having a good time is because she does not like Jules and Charlie's relationship. And you want to know why? Uh Uh-oh. Why? Because Charlie is literally the biggest asshole when it comes to choosing between Jules and his own wife. And I just hate that. It's just the loyalty thing. I do not like when loyalty is broken. And I just feel like... I I just felt for Hannah as a character because she just... She's already going through a lot. She literally is on maternity leave, taking care of their newborn child, their relationship is struggling and and they get to this wedding and he's like all about Jules, And she's like, I don't know anybody here. Wait, what, you know? Oh, that makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't really know anybody. She's anyway. So Charlie, I'm not a fan of, he just annoyed me because like from the outside, he looks like this amazing care, like this amazing husband, but she's like literally no. Anyway. So, um, Hannah befriends Olivia, Jules, half sister. And lastly, and also you'll be so proud of me. I looked up the pronunciation of this character's name before recording. the
1: (laughs) A plus, a plus.
0: So I was, yeah, I remember to do that today. Um, Her name is Aoife and she is the wedding planner that works at this um, event space on this remote island. So she's, she's working her butt off because she knows that these people kind of have some pull with, you know, the world. They are like I, I wouldn't say that they're really famous. Will is more well known than she is, but she also has a lot of pull in her industry. So they are important people and she's working her butt off. She's trying to get this wedding pulled together. She's trying to make sure everyone's happy, everyone's taken care of. But because she's doing all that, she's also becomes privy to a lot of people's private conversations because she's kind of, you know you know, if you've you've right, been around event yeah as if you've been around an event planner or like somebody who is, you know working an event while you're enjoying it they're just everywhere they're they're in the shadows they're like moving around doing their thing but and usually event planners probably don't have the time to listen to people's side conversations but these everyone at the wedding since it was on an island was staying like for the weekend so she kind of had some time to get to know the people a little bit and kind of hear what they're talking about so those are all the people involved and yes just lots of different people lots of different emotions and lots of different secrets and i'm not i'm not going to really say much about the the murder or what happens just because i feel like it really ruins the fun of the book but i will say just a couple more notes about it it does take place on a secluded island that is honestly very sketchy it has a sketchy reputation it's spooky it's like like you can the wind is so like loud that you can hardly here past it, like it's just eerie, um, just creepy. It has this haunted mansion vibe where they're staying. It's always stormy. There's like, there's just like this mansion, and then just woods and caves and ocean everywhere. It's very remote, very secluded, and it seems like an odd place to have a wedding. But of course, you know the bride's always right. And Jules is like, this is the place. This is the place I want to get married. It'll be very, um, it'll catch people's attention, whatever. But really, you kind of, they kind of say that it's really just because it's cheap (laughs) and also still has she can make it kind of have some sort of glamorous edge because it's different than what people normally do so that's kind of why she chooses it but it just gives you insight to kind of what jules thinks as she's planning this wedding like she's all about the image she's like it has to be something grand but i don't really have
1: the budget for something that grand so which i think um all brides today can Yes, a test. that is a goal for sure. As 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 a bride myself, <laughs> I can attest to the fact that yeah.
0: budget is it's hard. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she wanted something that would garner a lot of attention, and she did get it. Um, so she's literally like the queen of all bridezillas, super controlling, super just fixated on this wedding be the best it can be. Um, anyway, her and Olivia aren't getting along very well it's just their relationship's becoming more strained by the minute. Olivia's just being kind of reclusive and Jules just wants to stay, to be perfect. She wants it to be all about her and she just can't really understand that Olivia's going through something. So she kind of but also Jules just kind of has a strained relationship with everybody. She just doesn't really she she's just kind of the only person she doesn't have a strained relationship with is her fiance Will and then her best friend Charlie. Which you, Charlie,, um, and also, yeah, literally just I already talked about it, but Hannah and Charlie are just not really having a good time either. Hannah wants Charlie to try harder for her, um, but it just feels really impossible. Hannah's also, I don't think I mentioned this, Hannah's healing from some family trauma as well, actually, I don't know if it's family trauma, but she's healing from some trauma, and it's also in a weird place, um, Hannah and Olivia become friends. And Olivia is so caught up and she's the one that's most caught up in what her secret is. And then because she friends Han, befriends Hannah, she starts to think that maybe she can trust Hannah. and she starts to debate telling her this big secret. Um, so she kind of starts to wonder, will it ease the pain if somebody else can share this share this secret with me? Um, and that's kind of the vibe of all the characters. They're like, how can we ease the pain of these secrets? What can we do? Anyway, it's just a, it's just a big mess. Anyway, so now we get to Will. Will has all of his friends from school in attendance, including Jono. And like I said, him and Jono have kind of drifted apart, but they used to be thick as thieves. And they find out that there's something else to this this memory that they both have. And it is just it causes a big strain for them at the wedding. Anyway, I feel like I'm just being really repetitive, but that's like the moral of the story is that all of these characters have a lot of strain going on and all of their secrets start to collide and kind of make this big, just mess of a wedding. It's just like, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you if they even ended up like getting married. I have no idea. All I remember is just the mess of emotions that happened. Um, the whole time I was like, where is this book going? What's happening? You're just listening to memory after memory and like different point of views after different point of views. And for, for some reason, it sounds very chaotic, but for me, it actually just made perfect sense. Like The whole time I was reading it, I was like, yes, you're just picking up these little bits of information. You're like, what's happening? How is this web spinning? It's just like this big, gigantic puzzle, which I found very enticing. I love to be confused and I love to be guessing the whole time and you definitely get that with this book. So I I did really like this one. Um and I gave it four stars. So I I will say, as I mentioned before, if you have trouble reading a lot of different point of views, if it's just not your jazz, this one definitely wouldn't be a book for you because it is it is kind of confusing because there is a lot of point of views and a lot of different stories happening.
1: Yeah. But was was it kind of, sorry, Moe's barking. Okay. Um, is it though kind of like a, um, game of clue vibes where you're kind of like going back and forth between the different like perspectives, you know what I mean? Yes.
0: Um, first of all, love clue. That was like my favorite clue. game, favorite growing, game. Like, growing up. Fave, yes. I love it. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say kind of, I it definitely is like you're, you're, there's everyone's a suspect in this book. Like and you just don't know who who is who has what part in what's happening. You don't even know what's happened because you just don't even know what, who the victim is. Um, yeah, but I think it makes me hesitant to say it's like Clue just because I feel like you're caught up in the past a lot. So it's not just it's not just about who done it. It's kind of like this weird. It just I I don't even know how to explain it. You're just really kind of going through all of this trauma with the characters and yeah. it's just kind of like it's told in a different way of like who done it. It's really like you're trying to get to know each character. Then at the end you're like, Okay, okay, what's happening? Who done
1: it? Is, you know? Is the end satisfying though? Like do you get a satisfying ending? Yes. Okay. I I found it satisfying.
0: I did not guess it. I found it satisfying. Um yeah, I, I would say so. I would
1: say so. Okay. That's good. So, yeah, because yes, the worst part I, is like reading a mystery or a thriller and then not yes, being satisfied at the end. Especially going through a mystery that's kind
0: of emotionally emotionally and mentally taxing. And then to get to ending and you're like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But this one I did. I really liked the ending and I was really left guessing. So that's all I'm going to say about the book. But I do have a couple Goodreads reviews that I found that I did <laughs> like. <laughs> Um so I'm going to end on those. Um the first one, I just I, it was it's simple but it's hilarious to me. Cat rated it 2 stars. <laughs> she said, "I've never felt it's never felt so good to be single." <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the mystery happens at a wedding anyway. I guess that's... maybe it's a, maybe it's only funny to <laughs> No. <laughs>
1: because I, I, read the I book. think that's great. I think that's great. Like, yeah, never better to be single because like yeah, There's nothing worse than like a wedding, like mystery, like ooh, yeah. Spooky, imagine,
0: you know. imagine being at a on a secluded, secluded island, getting married, and somebody yeah. dies. Yeah, no. Thanks. And you're trapped there with everyone. Yeah, no. Anyway, so Kat said it's never felt so good to be single. I liked her review. That was it too. That was the whole review. That's all she said, that's which great. I thought was I love that. <laughs> a short and sweet. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Oh, another person named. Actually, this might be the same cat. I have no idea. It's another cat. Um, her her name is Cat, and then in like it says, Star will try to catch up soon. That's like her name, anyway. Um, Cat yeah. says she wrote this really long review that I did read. Um, she wasn't a super big fan of the book, but she did give a, like a long good review. Um, at the end, she says. <laughs> These are miserable people. Miserable people aren't fun to read about. Even Mother Nature herself <laughs> looked at these people and cried miserable gales of gloomy tears at the wedding. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and I and to some point, I do agree with her. These people, I mean, obviously, you guys all heard what I said. They're all going through it. They are kind of miserable. Right. Um, but I I did it. it didn't really bother me it was just part of the plot but it, I did find it funny that she that's she funny. wrote that at the end of her review so. <laughs> which they say rain is good luck so that's that's true but hopefully yeah. it doesn't rain on my wedding day no
1: fingers <laughs> crossed the rain can say it rained on and it rained on my wedding day so I remember down for but yeah, yeah that's yeah. a story for another time
0: Anyway, that, that's it. It's the guest list by Lucy Folly. If you like mysteries, if you like to be left guessing and guessing the whole time, kind of almost confused at times, this is definitely a mystery for you.
1: Yes. I love it. Yeah. It's been on my list, I think for a minute, so I need to read it, but I love a good, a good mystery. I do too. Especially like, yeah, one that keeps me guessing. So yeah, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good, good job. That was really good. I, I, <laughs> well, you just kind of like, it's very relaxing, like <laughs> listening to you talk about a, a mystery, I feel like. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Maybe I'll talk about more my yes. mysteries.
0: Yes, I do. I, I do it. have, I do have a few more. Once I started talking or like, once I start writing my notes for this one, I do have some good mysteries that, um, up, that yeah. I've read. Myster- yeah. Actually, I usually only really drift towards the one that's like the classic detective mystery i love yeah. a good and because i, like, that cause I like to be solving the problem with the detective um or solving the mystery with the detective this was kind of an anomaly for me which like I, it's not one that i feel like if somebody were to tell me about this book immediately i'd be like no i don't i just it does not sound like something i would like but i really liked it
1: yeah Cool. Well that's good. Now you should read if you haven't already a recommendation for you. Um called Butcher and the Wren. Mm, I have not read that. It's kind of a detective-y like going along with the um case and stuff. So I'll have to send you that one. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one. one. Okay. Okay. Well, um, that was great. Thank you for sharing and <laughs> I don't have anything else to add, but we'll definitely Happy Happy New Year, folks. Yeah, happy New Year. And we'll definitely like share all of the um of course the TikTok about the cup. We'll definitely make sure to share that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was actually we'll the highlight of this offenses. episode. Yes. The highlight Stanley is the cup.
1: cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, well that is all for today. Make sure to come back next Tuesday for an all-new episode of She Made Me Read It. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you read any of the books that we've talked about today, make sure to check out our Instagram at She Made Me Read It Pod and let us know who made you read it. <laughs> Thanks guys.